This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr., writer and editor for the Peninsula Pulse, and this week I'm joined by Brian Stevens, the CEO of Door County Medical Center. They've got some big projects underway here, and I wanted to touch base with him a little bit and update everybody on on what they're seeing, particularly up in Sister Bay. Brian, thanks for taking the time to hop on the podcast with us. Well, thanks, Miles. I appreciate it. Good to be on with you. So let's get right into it. Up in Sister Bay, when I go to daycare to drop off my son every day at Northern Door Children's Center, I take a a left on Maple at Hudsby's, take another left on 57, and as soon as I do that, he starts going, a digger, it's a big digger, because he sees the big crane at the new, uh, as the construction's happening at uh, the new Sister Bay Clinic, and when I walk around town, people are always asking me, hey, what's going on on top of the hill, because there is so much development up here, a lot of people assume it's maybe some sort of hotel or something else. Why don't you refresh everyone's memory about what exactly is going in over there by kind of the Bayside Bargains, Highway 57, 42 intersection up there in Sister Bay? Yeah, well, we have given your son a lot to look at in the last couple of months. <laughs> yes, uh, you have. We're, we are building a, a replacement clinic up in, in Sister Bay. We currently have a clinic in Fish Creek, and we have uh, three clinicians who, who work in that clinic, all in family practice. And it's a very busy clinic for us. We also rent space currently from Good Samaritan Scandia Village to do outpatient rehab. And uh, that space also has become, you know, a little constrained in terms of what we need to take care of the community. So last year we made the decision to build this new replacement facility right there in Sister Bay near Good Samaritan Scandia Village so we can continue to be a, a good partner to them. And when it opens next uh, spring, we'll be moving our Fish Creek operation, clinic operation, up to Sister Bay and then expanding it. So as I mentioned right now, we have three clinicians in that clinic in Fish Creek. We'll have plans to have five full-time clinicians in the Sister Bay clinic. And I'll, I'll talk in a bit about you know what that composition is going to look like. But basically, it'll just help us expand our primary care services and actually some specialty services in that clinic location. And that'll be on the first floor of the new building. And then the second floor of the new building will be outpatient rehab. So we'll have our own dedicated space, about twice as big as what we have today, to be able to provide a lot more rehab services, hopefully to a lot more people. And that, that's going to be a, a big change for medical care in, in Northern Door County. I personally have been going to physical therapy in the rehab center in Scandia Village, actually, recently. What happens to the Fish Creek Clinic? Have you, have you figured so that out yet? Yeah, so the Fish Creek Clinic we actually sold to a, a local restaurant owner who's actually just down the street from the Fish Creek Clinic, and they're going to be rehabbing that building and, and turning it into workforce housing. Hmm. So that's good for the community, too. Uh, obviously good for that business, but anytime we can add to the housing stock in Door County, that's a good thing. Excellent. I know there was a, a lot of questions, a lot of possibilities for what might happen with that space before. You said this new facility you're looking to open in the spring. I think when you originally started, thought that construction might finish by the end of this year. Is that uh, is it still on track to finish in the original timeline, or is that extra time just the moving in process? 
Yeah, once the actual timeline was set, it showed us getting completed around the third week of February. We're probably about a week behind schedule right now, so it's looking more like towards the end of February, but everything's really coming together at this point, so I don't expect that to move much. And then, of course, you know, just moving a clinic operation without much disruption is going to require us probably to move over a weekend or a long weekend, and so we have a team in place right now that, that's looking at that, trying to determine the best date to do that for the, the existing clinic and, and rehab operations. And so we think it's going to be in, in March or April of next year where we would actually open that facility. Okay. And, you know, backtracking a little bit, what spurred this decision? A lot of people might say, well, Door County is pretty similar to how it's always been. Why doesn't the old clinic work just fine? Is this a, a huge new expense? Is this a, a vanity project or something for the hospital? What is behind the effort to to build and expand? Yeah, there, I mean, there's actually a great increase in demand in some ways throughout the county. But if you narrow it down, it's specifically in those zip codes in, in northern Door County. And some of that has to do with a little bit of population growth. We know that the population has grown a little bit since the the pandemic began a couple of years ago, as, as people have found a kind of a better way of life in Door County than maybe they had in other urban settings. And so that's contributed to some of our growth in Northern Door, but probably more than anything, it's been the aging of the population. And so, you know, that baby boomer generation just has a, a much higher demand for healthcare. And our projections, you know, we went out to a national firm and, and looked at that and we were obviously, we were feeling it and we were, we were seeing it in terms of our schedules filling up and the number of patients who are trusting us for primary care up in that area. But we went out to a national firm called the advisory board and we asked them to study that. And what they found is that demand is going to continue to increase for services until 2032 in that Northern door area. So we knew then we really needed to do something more dramatic. We needed to do a big expansion. So when, when we open in the spring, a couple of things will change in terms of the, the services that we currently provide in Fish Creek. One of those is that we want to add behavioral health services on a full-time basis up in that market. So right now we do have behavioral health therapists who rotate up to Fish Creek, but it's pretty limited just based on space, how often we can bring somebody up. So we're hoping that when we open in the spring, we will have a, a licensed clinical social worker to provide therapy services on a full-time basis up in that clinic. And then we'll be adding a, a fifth provider who will do uh, primarily walk-in services, a little bit of primary care, but we want to dedicate one provider to to walk-ins. So this won't be urgent care. Uh, we won't have all the capabilities maybe that, that you would expect with an urgent care, but we will have walk-in appointments available so that if somebody has you know an immediate need and just needs to be seen and they want to just come on in, we'll have availability for them. Well, that uh, as, as somebody who who did the 45-minute drive down and back in the middle of the night the other night with my uh, six-week-old, <laughs> that's, a, that's a relief to hear. That probably won't serve the uh, middle of the night needs, but if it's covering some of the middle exactly. of the day needs, that's, uh, that's a big thing. Because I know in Northern Door County, if, if you live kind of Sister Bay, and then if you live up in Ellison Bay, Gills Rock, where you're talking about an hour plus to get to Surgeon Bay, a lot of times that drive indicates whether or not you go for care. And that really, sh you don't want that to be part of somebody's decision-making process. Right. Yeah, that, that's right. And you hit another important point. I mean, right now, we're still talking about what you would think of as traditional clinic hours. So a Monday to Friday, uh, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. will kind of 
be the, the typical hours. But it is something we're studying. You know, is it does, is it going to make sense at some point to open on the weekend? Is it going to make sense to have earlier hours or, or later hours, a couple of days a week? So we're looking at all those things. Uh, we're in the interview process right now for that clinician who will serve as the you know, dedicated there for, for walk-in uh, visits. And so once we get that person in place, we'll really start to talk about the need and, and try to figure out, you know, exactly what we need to do there. So for the listeners, to be clear, because that is one of the questions I get is people saying, well, is that going to be an urgent care facility? And so you say, it's not going to be urgent care, but there will be additional services that fill some of that that role that an urgent care would fill. That's right. And really the main, the, the biggest distinguisher between what we're doing in survey and, and urgent care is those weekend hours. You would expect an urgent care to be open seven days a week. At least initially, we have no plans for this to be open seven days a week. It'll still be more traditional clinic hours, but we definitely want to advertise that walk-ins are welcome. And so we'll have the capability to, particularly in the summer months when things get so busy up there, to be able to, to take walk-ins and handle those needs immediately during the week. Another aspect of this is when we first spoke about this, there were plans to include a pharmacy in this project. In Northern Door County, there's been kind of flux in, in what's happened with the, the pharmacy situation up here over the last 10 years. It used to be one in the country walk shops, then it was kind of merged into the Shopco building. Then we get hit by, you know, the, the macroeconomic impacts of Shopco shutting down, which took the pharmacy away for a short period of time. And then hometown pharmacy moved into the market, ironically, back in the country walk shops, just down a couple of doors from where the old pharmacy was. And you've talked about adding, and that, that is a, a small pharmacy. What is, what's the plan now for the pharmacy in this clinic? Has, has that been nailed down yet? Yeah, we have a little less than 1,400 square feet in the new building that will be dedicated to a, a retail pharmacy. So we've been in discussions with various providers. We don't do retail pharmacy at Door County Medical Center. So we have to look outside of our walls to partner with someone to do that. But even early on when we were doing focus groups with residents in Northern Door about this potential new space, that was something that people were really excited about. And I think, you know, one, from a convenience standpoint, to be able to have a pharmacy right there co-located with your clinic. So if you get a prescription, you can just walk right down the hall and, and get it filled before you leave. But then also, as you said, to bring some stability to pharmacy services in Northern Door to know that you know, we're going to be backing whatever kind of project goes in there and, and that that's something that's going to be there for the long term. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, we're talking with a couple of different entities about that, okay. about who might be able to fill that role for us. So that's not completely nailed down yet, but the space is certainly being built out and we plan to have that open on day one. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kiwani counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org slash careers. And then, you know, back to your, your point about the, the, the survey or the, the research that that advisory board had done for you. I'm just yeah. kind of curious, was that done pre-pandemic or kind of during the pandemic? When you look at their projections, what, what time frame were they looking at and what population numbers were they looking at? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they were looking at pre-pandemic numbers. The study, when we were actually engaging with them, it was during the first year of the pandemic. Mm. But the data that they were relying on would have been pre-pandemic data. But again, it really, their data just supported what we've already seen. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Dr. Rebhan, Dr. Johnson, Holly Swain, who are our clinicians in Fish Creek, they're some of our busiest clinicians in terms of the number of patients who trust them for primary care. If you look at their schedules, they're incredibly full. They do their best to to add people in when, when needed, but definitely a situation where we need to add to that team. And uh, like I say, they're they're excited about it. They're part of the interview process right now as we're interviewing new clinicians who would come on board and, and join us. And yeah, it's definitely the numbers we saw from the consultant, again, just, just supported what we kind of we're already seen and already knew with our own numbers. Yeah, what you were feeling yourself. Then the census numbers come out and that showed, I think, of the county's population growth. Roughly, Egg Harbor North grew by 15%. It's about 1,500 people, yeah. which was pretty dramatic. Uh, the most in 40 years, the most population growth we've had up here. And really kind of the only population growth in 40 years happened. And I think the bulk of that in the last five to six years. So it's been a pretty noticeable swing in Northern Door. It's not just a a tourism increase, it's a resident increase. And then those census numbers don't even include people who moved here post-pandemic because the census numbers were based on the very beginning, the, the census ended at the beginning of the pandemic. So it's pretty pretty interesting that that demand might be even more than that group told you. And at least anecdotally, I mean, you would know better than I would, but you know, we were talking to our team about the, the data that we were getting from the consultants and they were saying, you know, most of this demand is driven by the baby boomer population and we were talking to the team about that and they kept saying, yeah, but we're seeing a lot of new families establish. You know, we're seeing a lot of new young people establish as, as patients of the clinic. And, you know, so I don't, I don't know if we have good numbers on the demographics of those people who have moved to Door County, but that's certainly exciting to have new families moving into Northern Door. Yeah. You spend a, uh, an afternoon out in the, the beer garden at Peach Barn or down at the Sister Bay Beach for the concerts in the park. And you, you can see that influx of uh, families in and children. I think the, some census numbers I looked at said there were 105 children under the age of five in Sister Bay, which okay. was shocking to me, but that's sure because that's roughly 10% of the population up there in what is traditionally the oldest community, not just in Door County, but in the state. Right. I mean, influenced largely by the location of Scandia Village, but you know, an, a non-medical question for you on the clinic. People see that roof design. Sure. And people ask me, what are they going to do with that snow? How is that roof going to hold up? I'm sure that is a question that you talk to the architects about as this is going on. How is that snow going to be handled in the winter? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with the design of this clinic, we wanted this to to be a little bit different than your traditional clinic, which is, you know, usually a rectangular building, kind of, you know, four, four walls and just doesn't usually stand out. Usually fits in a suburban office park. Yeah, exactly. But not that not that we wanted this necessarily to stand out, but we really wanted it to fit in with the architecture in Sister Bay and in and in Northern Door. And we know the community is really proud of, you know, the the look and the feel and the aesthetic of Sister Bay. And so we really wanted this, whatever we do here to fit in. And we wanted to create some community space within that building. So we've got a couple of classrooms that are that we're gonna build into the building that we think we might be able to host, you know, community events or on the smaller side or at least classes and, and those sorts of things. But in doing so and in, in, in trying to kind of do something different, we cast a wide net when we were trying to figure out which architecture firm to work with. We were connected through some consultants that help us with patient experience to a group called Caldwell Associates. They're based out of Florida. 
but they have done extensive work in the Midwest. And uh, of course, we're working with with Bolt as our construction partners, and they've partnered with us on several projects and are very well known um, mm-hmm. really around the world, but throughout Northeast Wisconsin. So anyway, so yeah, the roof line uh, was one of the kind of main design elements that we were excited about, but you're right. It took a lot of collaboration between the architects and between Bolt to make sure that it was going to drain properly, to make sure that snow melt and holding snow on the building and all of that was going to, was going to work out. Okay. So we're very confident in working with this team, probably never worked with uh, a better combination of uh, architects and, and builders than we have on this project. So uh, a lot of collaboration has gone into it, but, uh, we're excited, you know, that that kind of makes this building unique. And uh, yeah, we think it's going to going to hold up just fine uh, <laughs> with the elements. Why Sister Bay as opposed to adding on to the Fish Creek site or rebuilding something in the Fish Creek area? Was there a, a particular location decision at play there? Well, just mainly how big the building needed to be. So, you know, that, that Fish Creek site has been a wonderful location for us over the years. And we've enjoyed the, the neighbors that we've had there and the businesses in, in Fish Creek and certainly the folks who, who live in that area. But that's not, while we could have built on it, it just wasn't ideal. We would have had to build back, like, in, into the woods. And uh, I think now that we're driving by the, the Sister Bay building, and you actually see the size of it. I just cannot imagine a, a building of that size on that Fish Creek lot mm. and, and what that would have looked like. So I think ultimately we made the right decision. That is something that we considered is is adding on to that Fish Creek location. But ultimately, I think it's better that, that we started with this new site. I think it's going to fit in a lot better in that new location. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there without thinking of that before. But yeah, you put that, that building right there in the woods and it, it doesn't fit the same way that the current clinic does. Right. You know, one last question for you, Brian. You talk about adding clinicians, and you said you're going through the interview process now. I know, just like every other industry, Door County Medical Center has had its struggles to attract and find staff of all kinds. How's it going now? What are you What are you seeing in the marketplace and the or in the employee recruitment area for the medical center? Yeah, I mean, it's still a challenging market for everyone. I mean, I think you know everybody in healthcare would say that, and I know even in most other industries, it's, it's been a challenge to find the people that you need. We do have, you know, a, a number of openings. And then when you talk about expanding our services in Northern Door and that we're going to need to probably bring on some additional people to, to make that happen, that'll create even more openings. But I will say, you know, I, I never want to sound too negative about recruiting because we have so many advantages that most rural healthcare facilities do not have. And because of those advantages, we tend to do better. So, Mm. you know, obviously the physical location is fantastic. The amenities in terms of restaurants and and shops and and arts events and nature and and those sorts of things is just unparalleled in terms of the other hospitals that we compete against when we're recruiting. But then, you know, some some really good things have happened to us recently, too. and, And these are things that have been building and that we've worked on for a long time. Just this month, we were again named a a Medicare five-star hospital. So that puts us in the top 14% of all hospitals nationally. And, uh, you know, that's a recruiting tool. People want to work at a great facility. They want to work at at a place that's dedicated to high quality and and high service. And so you get that at at Door County Medical Center. So that's really helped. And then we just got our, our culture survey results back as well. And we're in the 90th percentile in terms of uh, the culture of work here here at DCMC as well. So 
So I just think there's a lot to be proud of here. And we have a lot of advantages and a lot to go out to, to the job market and kind of advertise what it means to work at Door County Medical Center. So we do tend to do better than most facilities. And, and hopefully, you know, it, we, we definitely will do everything we can to make sure it stays that way. How is the the housing situation, how does that impact your efforts and and keeping and attracting employees? It's It's hard to quantify it. I mean, certainly there have been a handful of examples where, We've attempted to hire someone, and because they couldn't find affordable housing, they've decided not to come to our community and not work for Door County Medical Center. So that has definitely happened. But, you know, you can kind of count those instances on one hand. Uh, generally, people are able to find housing eventually, but it just it just takes some time, and it might not look exactly like what they expected. If they're moving you know, out of a single-family home, they generally want to move back into another single-family home, but they might have to be in an apartment a while. Uh, until they can find the right opportunity. So we work very closely with our candidates and, and uh, you know, try to find opportunities for them. And so, I, you know, I think that's going okay. And I know throughout the county, there's just a number of people working on this, Door County Economic Development Corporation, uh, the Community Foundation, City of Sturgeon Bay is doing a great job at working with developers to build apartment units. So I know there's a lot of work being done and we try to stay engaged in those efforts. But yeah, I mean, it's still, there have been some challenges for sure. Yeah, it's it's interesting to hear you say that even even though it's not as widespread, it sounds like, for, for your staff, but people generally think of the housing situation as, you know, looking at single moms or waitresses or bartenders struggling to find housing. And people are always shocked when, when I tell them that, that I hear from the hospital that their staff is struggling to find housing or from the schools that they're struggling to find houses for their teachers. So, you know, despite all of the talk and discussions about housing, the affordable question is there's a lack of housing that people on the lower end of the economic ladder can afford, but there's also the lack of housing that people in the middle of that ladder can afford. So it's probably right. much bigger than I think people tend to think of. I don't think most people would look at the well, hospital and wonder whether or not their staff can find a house. Yeah, I mean, some of it is socioeconomic, as you say. You know, it's like where are you at in the, in the wage scale? And obviously, if you make a better wage, you have access to, to more housing. I think I think that's obvious. But what people might not realize is, I mean, our workforce has gotten a lot younger over the last several years, you know, because of early retirements and just the, the stress of the pandemic. We did see a, a large group of folks retire. And hmm. so fortunately, we've done well enough in recruiting that we've been able to backfill a lot of those positions, but it's usually younger folks. And so our average age, I think, of employees down to around 43 years old. And so when you think about, you know, folks who are starting out, coming out of college, a lot of folks that work for us not only have a, a four-year degree, but have had to go on and get, you know, a master's or PhD prepared or, or whatever the case may be. And so, uh, you know, these are folks that, that maybe don't come out of those situations with a lot of equity built up. So mm. it really limits, you know, what they can do in terms of putting a down payment on a home and then, you know, because of the housing shortage, there's just, there's no such thing as a starter home, really. No. I mean, you know, you have to be prepared to, to buy a pretty big home or pay a lot of money for a small home if you're, if you're going to actually buy a single family home in, in Door County. So, so I think a lot of it has to do with people, the, the time in people's life. And if you're yeah. early in your career, it is going to be a struggle right now. When you said uh, your average age is 43, what is that down from for comparison? I think we were up in the upper forties, uh, mm. probably going into the, the pandemic. So, you know, that may not sound like much to folks to maybe go from around 48 down to 43, but 
when you're talking about the average over 720 employees, that's a pretty significant change. Yeah. Did you think of that as, as the pandemic was going from a, a possible two week thing to a four week thing to a, this is just going to be with us thing. And looking at your staff, was there a moment when you said kind of, Oh, in addition to managing this crisis, we're going to have this whole other business problem with like a possible early retirement exodus staff shortage. I, I would love to be able to tell you I had the foresight to, <laughs> to, to give that, but, but I, I don't think I did in, in the moment, you know, yeah. because well, one, it, as you said, it kind of, the length of this thing grew well beyond what we thought it was going to be initially. So early on, you know, you saw everybody pulling together, everybody doing anything that was necessary to make sure that we got through that initial shutdown and the initial scary months of, of the pandemic. And then I think even then we thought, okay, we, we kind of weathered it and, and we're prepared for whatever comes and, and that kind of thing. And the first big wave hit Door County in the, in the fall of 2020. And even then, I think we felt like, you know, it was rough, but, but we did it. We, we made it. And so then nobody was expecting subsequent waves after that. And that's really, really what hit the workforce from a, from a burnout standpoint, from a morale standpoint, was those successive waves of it just, oh, here, here it comes again. We're going to have to do this all over again. And I think more than anything, that's what led to early retirements, to people just thinking, I got to get into a different career or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, so no, I, I don't think we envisioned it initially. Yeah. I think it took us a while to realize what was happening. And, you know, I don't want to be just talking about it in past tense because, you're getting hit with it again, correct? Like, I think, uh, how's staffing going right now with this latest kind of uptick in cases? So it's definitely different now. I mean, we are seeing an uptick in cases. If you look at the, just like the number of active cases in the community, this is probably the second biggest wave that we've seen in the pandemic, just, you know, behind the one that occurred back in December and January earlier within the last 12 months. So, which was definitely, you know, far and away the biggest wave that we've seen. But this one is different. Even though we're seeing the case numbers rise to that level, we've not seen admissions rise dramatically. So any given time, we usually have between one and three COVID positive patients who are in the hospital because of COVID. And and I'm saying that over the last three months, that's been pretty consistent. So that's very that's very doable. I mean, obviously we'd like to see zero, but just like any other disease condition, we can handle, you know, one to three COVID patients at any sure. given time in the hospital. So whether that's vaccinations has caused that, maybe this variant's just not as not as severe. So right now, you know, this current wave, the disruption it's having on us is probably more from a, a staffing standpoint. And just when we have staff who test positive, we know they're out for a minimum of five days. And so we got to figure out how to cover that. And I know we're not unique in that. Every industry deals with it. So Yeah, but every other industry doesn't have to also take care of the other people who have it. <laughs> so. Right. This is true. Well, good luck continuing to weather that. And thanks for taking the time today to, to hop on the podcast and update us on a number of different things, but especially about the clinic up in Sister Bay. Yeah, thanks for letting us talk about it. Like I say, we're we're excited about it. The, the steel started going up in, in June, so people have really started to take notice. We just really think it's going to be a great project for the Northern Door community. And, and we just, we appreciate the trust that people put in us uh, up in Northern Door. It's like I say, our, our clinic, our rehab areas up in that area are just so busy. And it's really because people trust us with their care. And, and we want to honor that. And we want to make sure that we're ready to, to serve them for years and years to come. All right. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. Thanks, Miles. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com shop where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.